and welcome to Art Waves, a podcast about arts and culture in small rural towns. My name is Marian Myers, and I'm curious to learn more about the arts and the impact they have on my small town of Port Perry in the rural township of Skugog, Ontario, in the traditional territory of the Mississaugas of Skugog Island. I've discovered a wide variety of passionate people creating, coaching, and connecting in my community. Today we're talking to Ross Lomas, and Ross Lomas is the operations manager of the Minissi Store and the Bedobin Gallery. Welcome, Ross. Thank you, Marion. <laughs> so this is great. I'm so glad you came in. And um, to tell us a little bit of, about uh, Minissi Store, Bedobin Gallery, tell us about them. Yeah, so I would say we'll start with uh, Minissi Convenience and Gifts um, is its full name. And that uh, grand opened back in August 2017 um, was the grand opening. 13th, I think, was the exact date. Um, that's where kind of everything started. And it was really about building um, a venue, a store, a location, um, a gathering point for the community to be able to get what they need for resources in regards to just convenience. And then also having other um, spiritual items, arts, uh, different things around culture that people could pick up in regards to smudging items or um, even just artwork that we'd be able to get from the members and things like that. So and the property itself is owned by the Mississaugas of Schuylkill Island First correct. Nation. And then they've invested in this a, a commercial operation there, right? Yeah, basically it is it's considered a commercial plaza. Mm -hmm. um, and that whole uh, building and that property that it sits on is uh, owned and um, protected by MSIFN. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so what's at the Minissi store? So um, there's been lots of changes over the years, even though it's only been a short, I guess, five years so far. Yeah. Um, but right now, we've had the chance to uh, bring in different leathers by custom cutters of different animals mm. um, to provide things such as moccasins or vests or um, different type of clothing um, for powwows, uh, coverings. Um, things that were beaded out of um, those items as well. So we people also, can buy regalia there. Um, yeah. So and okay. sometimes it gets a little tough because sometimes it's because it's so unique and it is independent. Uh, sometimes when we get our supplies or our product from people, um, and they just maybe retire or yeah. they don't do it anymore because they just got a little bit older, and uh, they try to pass on tradition. That's usually what they do. And unfortunately, sometimes we don't get um, the same items all the time. So we're always consistently looking for new providers, new people that um, can kind of fall in place after somebody else has to kind of give up what they've been doing for so many years or decades. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that store itself is located on Skugog Island and right on the uh, the property owned by the Mississaugas of Skugog Island, right? Correct, yes. Yeah. And why is it called the Minissi store? What was the root of um, so Minissi? 
the the actual name uh, represents island beauty. So it's more around, you know, uh, lots of names got tossed around with the membership and the community, and they were the ones to decide the name of the store. So um, being an island beauty, um, it's more about being very unique, being to present something to visitors of culture and mm -hmm. different diverse locations. We have got lots of people that come from different First Nations or different reserves come to see what we have as well because it's a real um, diverse and unique store. We've even had people come and say that it's one of a kind. They've never seen it before in all their years. They've been to different stores such as ours. Mm -hmm. And so now what's the Bedauben Gallery? So Bedauben Gallery um, really was around trying to get into more unique, more high-end um, artwork, um, carving type stuff, original paintings, and providing um, opportunities to ship um, to as far away as, you know, around the world, actually, is to be able to share um, the Indigenous artwork on a platform where anybody could access it and to have such custom, unique items online. So we've been actually sharing items back and forth between um, a remote or, say, virtual location like a website and ministry convenience. Mm -hmm. um, people want to see it. Okay, well, then you're going to have to come to the to the store to come and see it. Um, Badabin doesn't actually have a physical location. Um, its address is the same address as the store, mm -hmm. if you were to look it up or Google it. And uh, But we do have a specific website for hosting specific products that are not available in store. Yeah, and we should just be really clear um, on the spelling too, so people can look it up. And so, excuse me, while I say it really slowly, but it's www.biidaabangallery.com. Right? Yes. Okay. So, Bidabin. And, you know, what's Bidabin mean? Badabin is um, dawn has come, uh, first light. Uh, so basically it means, you know, um, when you first wake up in the morning, if you were to open your window or your curtains, uh, to how you spend your morning, what your first breath looks like of every day. That's um, Badabin, in an yeah. Anishinaabewan. Yes, correct, because there's so many different variations. Every Anishinaabek word is a story. Mm -hmm. It doesn't actually mean one thing. One thing, yeah. Um, where it encompasses a full story from generations from the past. That, you know, that word or that name is truly taken upon or, you know, each individual and how they feel each morning of each day and mm -hmm. how the sun comes up and how it treats them. Mm-hmm. That's, it's really interesting. And then, so do you have a mandate of um, what's in Bedauben Gallery? Um, yes, we, we make sure to find authentic um, individuals. So um, ensuring that they are from, you know, who they are and where they're from is actually fully authentic and validating who they are. Because, you know, people all the time can be false. And mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we're representing properly and making sure that the people are authentic. Mm -hmm. um, so we would meet with them, call them, uh, have interviews, um, get samples of their work, 
um, checking out um, historical scribes, um, indentations, markings on the product that you know resembles exactly what they say that comes from their family from the past generations. Why is that important now? Um, I feel that when, as time goes on, um, the authenticity is lost or there's not enough attention to um, the details around each person or each family or each, um, each generation. We talk about generations because it's groups of people passing on teachings, uh, skills, whatever it may be. Um, and we need to be able to tell that story fully. If we don't have all the information, then we're not doing our due diligence. Mm -hmm. And um, how is it that you find these artists that you've supported? A lot of them are through contacts from MSIFN, uh, the members there, the community, and they would pass off family members, and then it would be a chain reaction of phone calls, messaging on Facebook, Instagram, um, Google, all different forms of trying to find different people that have skills or look, you know, have things that we are looking for. Like you have diversity an, of items. Yeah, there was a um, an artist you were telling me about recently who's now out in Vancouver, but she was originally here and is a member of this band, Mississauga of the Schuylkill Island First Nation, but Correct. Yeah, her last. name is uh, Sharifa Marsden, and um, she's a well-known uh, artist from the membership here. And um, it's unfortunate that you know back before when everything was changing, and you know um, people were kind of placed, you know, in certain areas where there wasn't a lot of resources or a lot of space or room or places to dwell. Um, that a lot of the membership here. Um, did move out to BC. Mm -hmm. So that's where they found their resources and their way of living, and uh, they made that choice. So I find that we deal a lot with um, a lot of people from BC, whether they're from this First Nations or not, where there's a lot of culture out there that can provide to us. We get a lot of things that come from BC mm -hmm. um, based on the, the variety of items that we could we could gather, even though it's not, I don't want to say I know it's, there's different um, cultures there that are not the same as here, but most of the membership from here is actually living in BC. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And so um, tell us about a couple of the artists that um, that you have in the Bedauben Gallery, or um, I know, uh, or and maybe first tell us a little bit about the fact that now Bedauben Gallery is also represented at the Scugog Arts space right in Port Perry. Mm -hmm. um, we talked with um, Shannon Kelly, who's with uh, the Scugog Shorts Museum earlier, and we were joking about how the museum's over on the island and it's only three minutes away, but people seem to think if they come to Port Perry, that's just too far to drive. But until so that happens here too, we have visitors to the town of Port Perry, and they don't want to do that drive up the island to go to the Manissi store. So now you have the Dobbin Gallery uh, work at the Scugog Arts Space on Queen Street, right in Port Perry. And some of the artists you've got there are like Todd Longboat, Renee Jewell, 
So tell us a bit about Todd Longboat. Yeah, so I guess just before that, so I know because we're going to be talking about artists that aren't part of the membership here. So um, we actually started off with a bunch of artists that uh, are not from the membership here of MSIFN. And we've always been continuing to looking for um, skilled artists from the, the membership or from the community. And um, I spent quite a bit of time doing that. And it was very difficult because the membership is so small. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of people. There's not the, the population is very very little. Um, so it almost left us with no um, option but to look outside and look at different um, communities in uh, different reserves, different First Nations. Um, and then that's where we you know got connected with such artists as Todd Longboat. So he's from the Six Nations. Uh, I believe he's from the Wolf Clan. Um, and he, um, I believe started carving when he was, I think 11 years old and, um, his father, his grandfather, they were all carvers. Um, their specialty was in wolves and eagles. Um, those are the, the main ones. Now I know Todd, now when I see his stuff, he posts and he's been contacting me here and there throughout so the beginning of this year, uh, looking to, uh, share some of his work. Um, I still just need to connect with him, but he's moving more in towards the modern stuff um, yeah. that he's getting a different feel uh, within his changes of life. So, um, which will be interesting to see when we get some new yeah. product. I know the product, the, the, the work he's done and there's a wolf, there's always this, there's some expression on the face or there's a tilt of the head that's just all, it's so charming. You're so enthralled by this wolf but there's a sense of calmness there's no ferociousness in this wolf when in in his work it's really you're very correct even when he does uh bears it's the same idea where it's actually more um heartfelt or more comforting than it is more of a threat or yeah. you know <laughs> you're looking at usually think it's uh, you have fear you know yeah um, but it doesn't instill that at all. It's a very different feeling. Yeah, there's often, it's almost like a coy expression or tilt to the head or something mm -hmm. that just um, makes them charming too. So, Yeah, so, um, and then I actually, actually got, uh, I was in touch with his other family members first before meeting him um, when I was looking around to find stone carvers because... I found that uh, there was a lot of interest in their work and there was a lot of attention around it. I got to see a bunch of different shops and different things and around different First Nations or different reserves. And I was able to meet up with, um, I think his name is Jamie and Henry. Um, can't remember their, name, their last names at this moment, but um, they ended up being cousins of Todd. <laughs> and, um, so the uncles and the, the cousins, um, basically everybody I was talking to, there's about six carvers and I, I didn't even realize that they were all related Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as I was meeting each one. And I was like, Oh yeah, you met my uncle the other day. <laughs> I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. I really, really, really like his work. Mm. Um, and then Rene Jewell, tell us a little bit about, um, Rene Jewell. Yeah, she... I guess found herself um, after some troubled life stuff through car accidents and different things where she wasn't able to do her, 
her job or certain things because she was restricted around her accidents. But um, she pulled through that and was able to solve her anxiety issues and whatnot and be able to recover fully by doing her stained glass. Um, she's based out of London right now. And um, I don't want to say this wrong, but... She's Oneida. Oneida, yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, so that fulfilled everything for her. It took her mind away from the struggles and she was able to focus and be able to calm herself in a way where she was able to continue to support her family and it kind of just took off for her. And it was um, just by chance. I can't remember even how we met. Um, It was online. I still have never met her um, to this day. I know Mm -hmm. I've met Tom Longboat, but have never met uh, Renee. I was actually just messaging with her just before coming in here today uh, about some other product that she's going to be sending my way um, shortly um, based on what she uh, was preparing from last year. But uh, a lot of her pieces are very genuine in regards to how life is or how to respect life, I think, um, around hummingbirds, bees, flowers, um, turtles, um, her medicine wheel turtles yeah. are just so popular. Um, she does do custom orders um, and she will do, take requests, um, but she loves doing what she loves and she will always um, try to push those versus, you know, going outside of her realm, which she takes her away from her trueness, um, which I know. But um yeah, she's a great artist and people love her work and there's nothing else like it. I haven't seen anything else like it anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I, I, to describe it to people, she does, um, very detailed stained glass. She puts stones in them often. There's turquoise, often turquoise even, yeah. in her feathers and so on. And they're, and yet they're detailed, but they're simplistic too in her design of them and uh usually with a leather thong so that they can be hung in a window mm-hmm. um they're lovely lovely pieces yeah they're they're they are simple but they you can tell each one is very unique because mm-hmm. it's all done by hand yeah um yeah. sure there's templates of kind of you know to have something to go by but um, every cut against the glass is going to be different because of the way yeah. the glass is. Too. Yeah, and, the, so. and then the nature of the glass. And exactly. we'll, we often will have people in this Gugog art space and they're looking and I'll say, oh, let me point out to you that these, at first glance, these turtles may look the same, but there's some slight variations mm-hmm. in her cut and the leading and then even the glass within. Mm-hmm. So hold up a few make to make your choice make a pick yeah yeah, it makes it makes it harder for them but yeah anyway just buy more (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. so um you know ross you and i first met because we were working on uh skugog arts putting on culture days for on behalf of the community and so um you were just um a great link uh, for skugog arts of, of helping the Mississaugas as well to present some culture at culture days. 
So tell us some of the things you've done over the, the few years of helping with culture days, other than helping move barriers and, things like that, <laughs> and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, I really think it's about um, building relationships has been one of the biggest things from the beginning. Um, I know that uh, over some time that there hasn't been a real bridge uh, between the township or Port Perry and MSIFN and having um, a path of information that can be used uh, to be able to connect things. And I think that I've been able to introduce that and kind of be able to bring things together, bring people together. Um, so being able to share information, get information across politically correct, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, if that makes sense. Um, and then also be able to um, get people involved, engage people to get involved in regards to culture days and different events in town. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of, we've been working on that actually for quite some time. It's the last three years. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it's to the point now where it's okay, well, who can we have as a repeat, you know, or who's next who can we get who's new yeah because right? we need some something fresh yeah and you um, brought the the one that beautiful birch bark canoe uh one year yeah that was actually i think it was one of the members of actually made that at some point in the, in the past and they keep it protected under glass inside the lobby at the and band they, office they let it come out and to I, I requested as i, like, I want to bring something authentic and something unique that uh, really represents, you know, them. And um, there would be a lot of uh, storytelling that could be had around it uh, if it was presented well at Culture Days. And it was, yeah, it was something that was very, uh, I guess, enjoyed by yeah. many people who visited Culture Days that day. Yeah. Um, and there'll be something different the next year and this exactly, year coming yeah. forward. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think last year we focused a bunch on jewelry. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, again, we looked at different uh, stone carvings, a bunch of stuff from Todd Longboat we did. Yes. Um, Brent Hardesty we've had a touch, like one uh, original painting we've had. Yeah. Yes. And while we had at, not on Culture Days, but on, but in the gallery space itself, we did that one um show that was mm -hmm. that we called Bidobin. Correct. Yeah, there was, I believe, three different and, artists that filled yeah, that space. And Brent, yeah, and uh, Brent was one, was one of them. Yeah, it's in beautiful work. And so um, Culture Days always the third, starts the third weekend in September, and we um, do a pretty good job of all cooperating and getting together and creating that uh, that event. So that'll be good. Yeah. It's good. Every year it's for good. This year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then shortly after that is September 30th, Orange Shirt Day. And we usually do something then too, don't we? We do, yeah. Um, so I know that uh, tra tragedy has happened and it's made it, I guess, more aware for certain individuals that never maybe even knew about it before, mm -hmm. um, which is tough. But I think any communication around it is good communication. Um and more people that are aware of uh, what has happened in the past mm -hmm. um, and how to treat the situation and how things get shared in different events. So, you know, even if it, some stuff is shared at Culture Day or September 30th, there's stuff around that, um, that there'll be somebody to explain, teach, talk about it. Um, I think 
uh, May 5th. It was Red Dress, uh, Red Dress Day, hmm. um, which is something to look at too, maybe in the future. But that's uh, situated around uh, murdered and uh, missing women and mm-hmm. girls. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, and around the September 30th, um, you know, maybe because we were talking about bringing shirts into School of Arts, so yeah, uh, mm-hmm. we didn't really have enough. Um, last year, I think uh, we were able to provide some to some of the people at School yeah. of Arts and yeah. some other areas within the, within the town, but we got uh, lots of shirts this year, yeah, uh, for youth and Good. for adults. So That's cool. we'll be able to provide for sure. Yeah, and so um, what's next for? Um, Bedauvin Gallery, Minnesi Store. What else is going on? What's what's going to be new? What's coming up? Yeah, so that's a, a good one because of uh, where um, we all sit economically right now. Um, shipping is costly. Mm-hmm. Fuel is costly. Everything is so costly. Um, we talk about trying to even get things that we've had in the past we can't get now, such as sweetgrass. Um it may end up costing us $30 to get a braid of sweetgrass in. Wow. Uh, and we'd have to sell it for more than that. Yeah. Um, when before we were able to sell uh, at retail a braid of sweetgrass for $10. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's really going to be a hurdle for us um, in getting product that we've had before and trying to explain to our customers or to our guests or to the community as to the reasons why, um, but it's happening everywhere. It's it's unfortunate. Um, so I think it's about making sure that we're able to provide what the needs are, um, more so than kind of going outside the box at this moment, kind of making sure that people get what they need. Mm-hmm. So if it's a, around ceremony, uh, sacred herbs, um, things like that, getting proper feathers um, into our store at Minnesee, um, that's kind of the way um, that we're going to look at this year being, you know, what's necessity versus um, spending money that people don't really have. So, yes. um, and then looking at Badabin Gallery, um, I think right now we still have enough uh, product that we can share and tell. Uh, we're going to be continuing to add items online that we haven't had online before, uh, that, we've, we, that we've had and acquired. Um but in regards to adding new artists or new original paintings, things like that to it, not at this time, uh, just because of what we already have. Um, yeah. And again, looking at pricing. The shipping and, of things, yeah. yeah. To yeah, try to bring some of the art from BC is... Yeah, for sure. And then even expensive. trying to uh, send it out or trying to move goods between the borders is even uh, a struggle. Um, I know that the... MSIFN are having a water ceremony at some point um, to celebrate, you know, their new water tower and providing um, potable water to their community is a big deal. Yes. And um, there's uh, something in and around um, copper mugs that represent um, ceremonial purpose for water. And um, it was uh, hard to find that because we... We're able to source that product for them and bring it in um, so that the their whole community can have those little copper mugs um, for the ceremony that's going to be upcoming, um, yeah. I think, within the next month, I yeah. think it's going to happen. 
I've heard people talking about the water tower too because it's got the the um, Mississaugas of Schuylkill Island First Nation logo up on big painted on the water, which is tower. awesome. And it if is, you ever see it at night, it's lit up too. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a gorgeous graphic design it by is, John yeah. Colwell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've had uh, John Colwell in and talked with him on Art Waves too. So Perfect. that's pretty cool. So did we leave anything out, Ross, that you'd like to share with people? Like the impact of the Mississaugas and the art that you bring and the culture that we're able to help the community um, see and be part of. Is, is there anything we're missing? What Anything we haven't said? Um, I don't think so. I think it's more about um, anybody who hears this or is interested in these conversations, if you know anybody, to help share. Um, because we're always looking for people to get connected with us, whether if it's from this community or not. Um, because in the end, everybody's got pretty much the same goal in and around sharing culture, sharing their artwork, um, and being able to support each other um, in any which way. So um, an artist wanting to be represented by you, um, is there a contact form on your website or is there an email you would suggest people use or is there a contact form? On the there website? is contact information on, uh, the, on the website. Yeah. So I'll just repeat it that it's www.biidaaban, and that spells Bidabin. And then gallery.com. Correct. And there's a contact list there. Yeah. Well, that's great. Thank you very much, Ross Lomas. Thank you for, for having me. Yeah, for joining us today. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, to our audience, uh, Chi Miigwech for spending time with us today. And thanks to The Wanted for their song Before the Fall and the Ontario Trillium Foundation for the grant that got this done. Visit scugogarts.ca to get the scoop on what we're up to and join us every week for another episode of Art Waves. <laughs>